0: hello my loves. this is your girl mother welcome back to mother's playhouse so glad to have you i am your whole best friend in your head and today i do have a phenomenal guest we're going to be talking with dallas playhouse and
1: say hi dallas hey y'all <laughs> um i think that that's so funny dallas and mother's playhouse i know right dallas Such and a in the
0: playhouse we all playing and shit
1: <laughs> facts <laughs>
0: But um, we're going to be talking about full-service sex work today. The title of today's episode is Use a Ho.
1: Use a ho. Use a
0: ho. <laughs> <laughs> all y'all um, are hoes. I feel like uh, the premise of this episode is to somehow navigate the fact that in one way or other, we all have some somehow been some sort of prostitute, basically. Um, and there's such a negative connotation with that word, but we'll dive into that. Um, that's what we're getting at today, Dallas. I do have a couple of icebreakers for you.
1: Ooh, let's let's break that ice. Let's get into it. Um, do you prefer
0: circumcised or uncircumcised dick?
1: Oh, I hate this question. I feel like (laughs) all dicks are created equal, bro. I agree. (laughs) No bullshit. I love a circumcised penis because they're they're really pretty. But also, I can't sit up here and act like you know some some of these long slongs they be uncircumcised sometimes and I'm Girl. not gonna sit up here and act like I'm not still gonna put it on my throat you heard me so. Listen, <laughs> that I hoodie know. bro that hoodie be talking about some things sometimes yo Like, climb inside it
0: oh my god shut up Not climb inside it uh, yeah I can say the same comment like, sponsored I'm-
1: by the tequila in my cup come on now <laughs> <laughs> like
0: but no, I definitely feel you like definitely like the uncircumcised definitely has that, you know, the aesthetic of what you would want to see. And then I don't know, I feel like the uncircumcised, they can be pretty too. As long as you take care of yourself, I don't give a fuck. Like either way, it's going to get eight. You feel me? Yeah. Just like you said. <laughs> um, do you remember or is there like a certain DM on your mind that like has presented to be the craziest DM?
1: Do you have I, crazy? Uh, you know, this is kind of like when when you're like um, talking to people and they're like, oh, what's the freakiest place that you've had? Sex? Right? Like, You know, I think that crazy comes in all types of different forms. I've had someone tell me that I am thicker than a slice of rhino meat, but I would, oh my God, I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've also had somebody tell me that they would die for me. Oh. Uh, most recently i've had a a message from a guy and we don't really have any rapport like i know who he is cuz i pay attention to the people who i follow or who who follow me yeah but i don't know him so he messaged me and he was like i'm trying to fuck stop being rude bitch and i'm just like oh you're not getting no <laughs> pussy like that. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, Honestly, who raised you? That is my favorite. Who the fuck raised you? What? The the ahead. secret is is that a lot of men don't know that they could walk right into some pussy if they just shut the fuck up. Oh like, my gosh Be quiet. I mean, he couldn't walk into no pussy because he's not cute. But right. yes, y'all, I'm shallow. Sorry to break it to y'all hearts, but I am. <laughs> I, I love beautiful black men. Okay.
0: And <laughs> as long as it's, it's not pink.
1: pink. <laughs> so I can't we do pink.
0: We need to brown the ends. You know. Make sure this shit is cooked all the way through. Because we're doing Period. I, no it back pink meat over here. <laughs> we only house. do
1: pink meat for extortion only. Period.
0: Extortion only. Okay. Get to the bag. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. My craziest DM. I just... I've been proposed to a lot lately. I don't know that that's Yo, what i like. <laughs> Y'all do not want to
1: get married. First you of all, I just problems. want you to know, if we get married, I'm not signing shit, and I'm going to immediately divorce you so that I can take half of everything. That's the only reason why we're fucking getting married. God. Otherwise, keep your ring and your broken promises, because oh we don't want them. That came from a special place. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Probably the bottom of my pussy. <laughs> Straight like that. Keep
0: keep your ring and your, your fucking uh your your ring pops because honestly <laughs> the niggas are posing ass. Bruh, y'all not the ones we finna we finna walk down the no aisles with. Uh, <laughs> so let's get it. My husband it. better not acting a no
1: motherfucking DM. I will ban No, Jennifer.
0: no, for real. Like, what is that about? Honestly, I'm just like, do we do y'all take the time to just be like? maybe somebody doesn't want to talk about this, or maybe, like, this DM isn't what I should be sending. Like, maybe I sound like a creep right now. Like, I feel like, do we ever go through that (laughs) pre-screening process of DM
1: sending before y'all are like, oh, yeah, this is I don't think that people read it. I think that they just, you know... uh, it's the double edged sword of shooter shoot. Like there's a half yeah, a yeah. chance that you're gonna fuck with it and you might see something on my page that makes you be like, yo, she might answer me. But also some of y'all is fucking weirdos and <laughs> you just shouldn't be fucking sending that type of shit and messages. But Honestly, it, true. you don't know any better. Are you one of the ones that like cause I know it's
0: certain people like at a certain point, it's like, okay, I've talked to you respectfully and I'm like, all right, I don't wanna see your dick today. I'm um, provoked like don't do that anymore. I never want to see dick I you never. know that's crazy like never <laughs> I've, I've
1: never decided to like wake up and be like you know what I really want to see some dick like no I really yeah. love to see cum videos Yes, I, I, I like, love watching let me nuts see or out something. of the dick yeah. but do not send me your ashy half hard, <laughs> toilet bowl in the background pile of dirty clothes dress it up and make it fucking real for me Honestly, I want a live please. photo. Matter of fact, I do not want you to send me a photo that is still. Make I want to be able gift. to hold the screen, please. Yeah, make so it a that gift. Bitch back and forth. <laughs> I want to be
0: able to send this to somebody else. No, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. That I was like, because just... I feel like they want us to go above and beyond with these nudes. We snapping angles, we getting dressed up, beating face, putting wigs on, and shit we can't even get a greased up dick in the DMs. Like, come on, Facts. bro. Oh, man. So, yes. I definitely feel you on that. Stop sending us fucking dick pics in the DM, you guys. That shit is, it's tired. It's Unless tired. Unless it I mean, I'm about to say, if there's a cash <laughs> app attached to that, you don't can send, send it Don't send me no free long. dick. Don't, nah, don't send me no free limp That's dick. the whole but if it thing. Comes like, if you gotta ask if you if you can send it, then I don't feel like you need to send it at all. Like if... <laughs> What? No. <laughs> um... So Dallas, we're talking about you a hoe, how everybody is a prostitute in their own little way. Um, so let's talk about it. Let me know. How long have you been a hoe,
1: bitch? I'm a hoe, hoe, hoe. Um, <laughs> not new to this at the fuck all. Okay. True to this shit. Yeah. So how long have I been a hoe? How long have I been a hoe? I have been a hoe for as long as I can remember. It's like, I'm playing. Um <laughs> I think that my wholeness was created in college mm. because that's kind of where everybody um, you know, comes into themselves and really like, you know, I just found out who I am. I found <laughs> out that damn I'm sexy. Yeah. Damn, I'm I'm people think that I'm attractive, but not only that, I'm learning that I'm beautiful and I'm smart. I can make it through these classes without like dying. Oh my God, I'm going to be somebody like, you know, it just, right. <laughs> you just learn a lot of new shit about yourself. And that's kind of where my wholeness was born. That's beautiful. I became a, uh, what is called peer educator mm-hmm. and you do this certification with whatever group of people who are also getting certified with you. And I think it's like two, two, three days. And, um, we learned about. STDs and STIs but also domestic violence and um, relationship counseling and we worked through a lot of stuff so I I was being a responsible hoe because Mm -hmm. I literally had to teach it to my peers so it taught me to be a little bit more um, not only safe but sure that the things that I was doing was what I wanted to do. Right, right. That's very important, that educational aspect of it. Because I
0: know a lot of us, you know, we just kind of dive deep into it. Oh, thank <laughs> God. You know? Thank God.
1: If I was not a peer educator, yeah, I don't think my whole journey would have been as safe.
0: That's beautiful, though. You had a, you had a solid foundation. <laughs> Tell us about, like, your background in sex work. Like, when did you start actually doing sex work? Because so, I feel ooh. like being a hoe being a I mean, you know, you you have people that are ho ish or, you know, I guess the the societal term for it is just like, you know, being a hoe is kinda just being sexually liberated. So I feel like yeah, we all got our sexual liberation. Probably late high school if you didn't go to college and then definitely college.
1: <laughs> we all yeah, we college is when shit. you meet all the fresh meat, bitch. For sure, college is you're definitely to where you're Like damn, like the the dudes in my high school was alright they wasn't yeah, too. and the and the dudes at the corner store they was alright too, but they wasn't all that. But these college men, man, wow. you got every type of lollipop. Man, you got athletes, you got frat fraternity dudes, you got dudes that's in you know classes and and student government. Like oh you just every flavor. every, yes, every flavor Lord. um <laughs> as the <a> collective <laughs> i digress yes but um sex work specifically um i got into sex work my second year of college with my best friend she mm-hmm. is most known as honey dip c that's what most Definitely. people know her as but she's just my my best friend to me but we both went into the peer work and we our parents weren't sending us enough money. Like, they were sending mm-hmm. us maybe like $20 a week. And you realize real quick in college that it's not enough. You realize that it's not a lot of money. And I hadn't got that desperate in my journey to want a job yet. So we mm-hmm. were on the internet. And we happened upon Craigslist. And at first, we tried to... um escort and thank god it didn't work it we realized very quickly that it was unsafe and if we weren't fucking with the right people it could lead us in some very very dark places now we obviously learned this shit um, (laughs) after some very wild adventures that I'm just gonna keep it short and say that I'm glad we made it through those things but Mm -hmm. you know I would not wish my future hoes go that path like yeah not escorting but escorting unsafely not knowing what you're getting into meeting up with people that you've never ever you know like vetted at all you don't know mm-hmm. anything about them it was whole types of dangerous but then we met a guy and he asked us if we were interested in dominating him and we didn't really know anything about it and we looked it up on the internet and found some videos on fucking Pornhub. <laughs> and we we was like, listen, I mean, if we get it fucked up, like, we're together. So we can, we can figure it out. But we ended up um, doing some pegging and some domination. And it was very, very liberating. And we were like, mm. whoa, shit. Do you know how much money we just made in an hour?
0: We didn't yeah. even have to do
1: anything to this man. We didn't have to fuck him. We just were the goddesses that we are. We drank some liquor and, you know, we made our bread and we kind of started doing that. And um, that's really how I got into sex work. And as I got older, it kind of morphed into other different parts of sex work because Mm -hmm. my interest changed or my environment changed. I ended up leaving college because I was fucking depressed and I just wasn't. I wasn't on my academic shit. Like, I had the social down pack per per usual. That's any college student. But um, I was failing, I think, six out of my eight classes. Yeah, I had two jobs and no car. And I was just depressed. And I was like, I don't have to do this. I could take community courses. I could work at home. And I could figure it out there. But I'm not going to continue to waste thousands of dollars And I'm alone. Like, my friends had all left for different reasons, you know. May it be pregnancy or money issues or whatever. (laughs) And I just, I wasn't feeling it. So I left. Um, And when I came home, I ended up um, at some swinger events. At the swinger events, I ended up finding FetLife Kinky Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it put me into a lot of communities where people were asking me, Okay, well, are you available for this? Are you available for that? I saw you at the party. I'm interested. How can I give you my money? Like, what's up? (laughs) And (laughs) um, anybody who knows me will tell you that I'm a very sexually liberated being. I am a social butterfly. I'm an exhibitionist. I love to put on a fucking show. And um, I kind of got into full service sex work then because guys were asking for it. And rather than... Doing it the way that um, I tried to do it in college, I really thought about setting out protocols, seeking out mentors, and really seeing who could help me dress it up and make it real for them, so to speak, type shit. You know, I didn't want it to be haphazard or just put it together, and I wanted it to be safe. So that's kind of how I got my protocol together for my services, and Mm -hmm. um, it kind of blossomed as I did. It was my little baby. right yeah Um, (laughs) it's yours it's your business (laughs) in a perfect world it sounds like that was every day but back then for me it was very part-time I Mm -hmm. wasn't like doing online cam work because unlike right now in a pandemic the world was open and it was free um I was a party promoter so sometimes I would have urban clients if you'll call them that and Mm -hmm. then sometimes I would meet real rich niggas six figures and I had to be able to to have duality in that and be able mm. to know how to cater to each client, and that made me feel like a more valuable escort. I worked with a couple companies, and um, I appreciate them for my experience, but sure. <laughs> they wasn't, they was not doing me right. They was dripping me on my money, baby. And <laughs> I, yeah, I quickly, man got that man. <laughs> child, I quickly yeah. learned, if you want to keep your coin, you need to learn how to not only count the money that you make, but count the money that you given away because it all adds the fuck up. So that's how I got into that's work. some that's some gems for the street.
0: <laughs> you feel me? But definitely, that's a beautiful story, and I like um I like the fact that you know you're able to even relate to say you know there are things that you wish you knew prior to even getting into it Mm -hmm. um but also making it known that there is there there is more than one thing that goes into this this is not you know something that you just start overnight something that you know is just quick bread there's no actual um plan to it I think that that's a misconception a lot um, when people think about sex work in general I feel like everybody just thinks we just take our clothes off and that's the end of it. Like it's that easy, but no, this is an actual business. Like you said, you do have a vetting process. Some people don't even know what that is, so we'll get into that, but it's just like, you know, it's it's way more than just the surface level Mm -hmm. um, societal explanation of what the fuck y'all want it, you know, want this to seem to be. Um, So with that being said, what exactly is a full service sex worker um, and what is your actual definition of it for yourself?
1: Wow, um full service sex work textb- textbook definition means that you literally offer all all services within the the escorting range. So that mm. includes penetration, girlfriend experience, um those type of intimate things, maybe kissing if if you don't usually offer kissing. That's what a full service sex worker is. Someone who offers every service. To me, a full service sex worker means that I literally am your one-stop shop. Mm. Most of the things that you desire, I can give to you. And if I can't, hopefully I have somebody in my directory who can, because I love to keep the money in the family, period. Sure. Um, So for for my full-service sex work, like I said, I got into a bunch of different networks where I kind of made my escorting luxury. Mm -hmm. so for me that was companionship dates I am a sugar baby not as actively anymore as I was when I was younger because I feel like when you first enter your 20s that it's prime sugar baby age because you're more willing to um, contort your personality and the things that you want to the person that's giving you money it's Mm -hmm. not always like that some people are lucky but um, most of the time it's you kind of got to do what I say if you want the sugar you feel me Mm -hmm. but um as I grew older, I, I kind of, I'm sassy, I'm a brat. And um, I learned that I still want you to give me money. (laughs) Um, If I, if I think that you're attractive, and I like what you're, you know, giving to me energy wise, then you can book a session where you can fuck me if you have the, the coin for that. Sure. But also, I do sensual sessions. And for a long time, I wasn't doing girlfriend experience or penetration work. I was simply doing massages and um some of my other sensual sessions, which include um, soak and smokes where, you know, I run you a bath and we talk or we don't talk if you don't want to. You don't have to. We can listen to rain sounds and nature and shit. Definitely. Yeah. Companionship. Um I do lingerie breakfasts and new breakfasts because girl people cannot cook (laughs) and aside from you being fine as hell in their kitchen they love good food so Mm -hmm. i offer non-sexual services that still give you the companionship
0: but Mm -hmm. also
1: i do bdsm sessions as i alluded to earlier i am also a pro-dom a pro-fem-dom and um I do a lot of things from flogging to pegging to wax play, sensory deprivation. Um, I'm a novice in rope just because I like to get tied up more than I actually like to tie people. I don't have the patience Mm -hmm. for it. I'll do it if you're interested in it, but it won't be as artistic as I like to get tied up. It'll literally just be for the purpose of restraining you. Right, right. But for me, being a full service sex worker means that I... Perform an array of services. If you want it, I got it. Dripping like water. Period. Girl. Period. Cause you you got you have a menu. Like I'm like, damn, I'm about to like schedule you for some shit in my damn so. <laughs> um, due to Corona, <laughs> services slowed down a little bit. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. One of my favorite things is offering couples massages. Ooh. Not That's I rub nice you thing. and your partner because I would prefer to have a second person there. That's a lot of rubbing for one set of hands. But I love yeah, girl. <laughs> I love couples massages where um the first half of the massage I show you how to rub your partner down and I show mm. you some focal points on their bodies and where it's tight and how you could you know make that an intimate experience but also release the tension in their body and vice versa after theirs is over
0: yes and I love it and I love how um inclusive your services are honestly to where of course it's not just actual sex you know um we have the stigma where everything is supposed to be discussed with sex work and i honestly think everything that we do is beautiful <laughs> i think it's art it's honestly a skill um to do the things that we do to act the way we act conduct the business that we do um you know and just saying that you you're able to do things that are you know just even coaching intimacy people need that people you know honestly we've lost the kind of flame and spark and cool shit that relationships were really about um, were you know all the actual intimate things
1: and so people do still need to be coached on this shit
0: and that's what you pay sex workers to do
1: coach you teach you some cool shit well, always got I mean you. you could always <laughs> definitely find an intimacy coach but if you ain't looking yeah. for that type of expensive therapy because it is expensive um <laughs> I can give you the some pointers. Test. I could. I can start you <laughs> on the journey. I will not be your full therapist because I am no. not qualified for that type of work. But there are I will start the conversation. And, <laughs> and yep, I will. I will start the conversation and kind of illuminate some things that you can do to communicate with your partner that may not be just you guys talking about your problems because sometimes that creates more problems. And I really think it's all about just
0: starting, um, just getting that environment where you have an open... where well, you can, like, facilitate open-mindedness.
1: This is a safe place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, be chill with us.
0: <laughs> um, so, with- what, what made you decide to become a full-service expert? Because I know you said that you, you know, you started doing the pro-doming and everything with Honey. Um. So, what was the turning point where you were just like, well, I guess I'll go ahead and just, you know, offer everything?
1: If we're gonna keep it funky, um, I had been in between jobs Mm -hmm. I was lifeguarding at the time I love water Um, and I really like when the summertime is over and you go into the wintertime as a professional lifeguard um, there are very few jobs that don't require you to have certain certifications which would more like qualify you to be like a pool manager than a lifeguard so if you're not working at like a gym or a spa you're not really working with the water, and money was tight. I really didn't have any places to work, mm. um, and I wasn't trying to. I've I've never been like a a food services type person, and retail wouldn't really hire me. So yeah. I got back into escorting because <laughs> sex work is the oldish profession in the book, bruh. Mm-hmm. Niggas never stop wanting to buy affection. They never mm. stop wanting to get their nut off. And they definitely don't stop wanting to fuck bona fide freaks that <laughs> are beautiful. God bless the horny and men. Gonna leave. God bless the horny wealthy men. Amen. Yes. Okay? Ma'am. God bless them. Because <laughs> oh. they paid a bitch bills a couple times. I was about to say, I ain't never gonna be hungry, nigga. <laughs> but not only that, you know, I'm really blessed to yeah. the people that you meet the things that they teach you it, about yourself about them yeah. about sex about the things that pleasure you because people think that sex is really mechanical and mm-hmm. uh it's deeper than that there was a time where i was doing all the positions that usually made me happy but like it was not rubbing the engine okay okay it was not doing it and i was like <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing all the steps you like <laughs> this you like this, remember? <laughs> she was like no girl I don't like this I don't like this at all what are I we like gonna do last year this is something new <laughs> yeah and yes. I really had to learn my body and um because sex work at the time was really stifling my personal relationships because I hadn't learned how to stand in my own truth
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was getting manipulated a lot by guys who were really making me try to choose between them and the bag. Like, you would rather me be happy in love and my bills not be paid, and I would rather my bills be paid. And if you're gonna leave, then leave. Love don't pay the bills.
0: Period. You got a livelihood. You got. You got a livelihood. You got to maintain. Definitely, it's really crazy how you know. I mean, the love is love, and that's cute and everything, but I can't. I can't keep the lights on love. And if you're not trying to supplement that, that I think that's the, the, the missing Link. Like you're not trying to supplement the shit that you're trying to make me avoid or miss out on. First so, of all, you don't even know do how that? to have a
1: relationship. You don't know how to have a relationship. You know <laughs> that you have a girlfriend, me. period. You know that you have a girlfriend something that you own a possession something that you Mm -hmm. can take out and put up and be like that's mine look at it isn't it so pretty and shiny like exactly no I didn't know what relationships was and the people that I was trying to be in relationship with were manipulative and insecure
0: heavy on the insecurity
1: heavy on the insecurity but it it taught (laughs) me to check me first because I can't check you if I don't know me I don't even know that I don't like this shit I just think well I got a boyfriend and maybe he's telling me what's right for me
0: He's telling exactly. me what's right for him,
1: and that's okay if you agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> that what works for him exactly.
0: So, what do you? What have you found to be the most difficult part, um, as far as being a full service sex worker?
1: Mm. Standing out sometimes, um, especially in the in the uh, in the current state of society, mm-hmm. where we are confined to our homes because of this pandemic. And everyone's online and everyone has cute lingerie and a pretty aesthetic in their house and dildos that make them scream. How do you stand out in that? And um, I feel like my difficulty specifically has been my own self-esteem because Mm. um, when I'm not doing sex work, I'm a full-time entrepreneur, period. And I was working with a health business, so I was on a serious um, wellness journey and weight loss journey and sometimes my weight will fluctuate and it caused me to feel like I mean people are saying that I'm still attractive or like oh you look good because you're losing weight and I would be like well damn if I gain a couple pounds am I ugly? Right. I, not as many guys are hollering at me when I wear this versus when I wear that and it wasn't necessarily uh if I was wearing whole clothes but it's like the way the clothes hung on me it just made me unsure of myself so mm-hmm my sex work was a direct reflection of my confidence and if exactly. i'm not feeling it it's very very visible in my work it's very visible in the way i interact with people it's visible in the way i choose to choose customers mm-hmm. because i'm not even sure about how i feel so how can i fill you out fill your vibes because i'm too worried about me <laughs> Right, and at the end
0: of the day, I'm I still gotta offer a service, to you, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, like I paid you for this service." And I can't Girl, you are crying away. on <laughs> my dick. Yeah. Stop.
1: Yeah. This is not sexy. <laughs> yes, that's happened to me before. No. That's what it is yo <laughs> you want to unpack that story dog well, it's not even a long story to be honest it was luckily for me what it wasn't the dick, bro? it wasn't a fucking stranger it was one of my um reoccurring clients and okay. he had called me for like a quick afternoon meeting when I say quick like we had maybe 45 minutes to an hour on his lunch break and I just was supposed to come suck the dick but bitch I just I wasn't I didn't feel pretty I felt like um. a low down dirty whore because usually we meet in this really nice hotel but girl it was a lunch break and um. Um, he wanted to bring me up to his office but I was being a fucking chicken so he's like okay well fuck it we can meet in my truck and I just was like why am I so taking a passenger seat I'm better oh, than boy. this <laughs> I just <sighs> Was, Were you on your period that day? No, I wasn't. I just... Oh, I, no. I, 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 you know, you are not your work. Yeah. Your value is not in your work. And your value is not always in what exactly that you're doing. It's not a direct reflection of who you are. It just want your day. <laughs> it, just, it just fucked my day up a little bit. Because I was like, this is not how we do things. And it also made me realize that I need to be in control of my work environment.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: working in a car, nigga... He did not have tinted mm-hmm. windows. No, no, <laughs> we were. He has the line, Bro, we were fishbowling it. And I was <laughs> oh just like, God. this is so dirty. And I should feel sexy and like frisky. And like, ooh, this is daylight. We could get caught. But I didn't feel like that. I felt dirty. I felt like a $2 hoe, <laughs> even though I had <laughs> made way more than $2. <laughs> No. Yes. Oh, yeah,
0: no. Just don't we're not going to cry on the dick no more. No, no more we're crying way, on way the dick. past that. We're way <laughs> we're past, past that. that. <laughs> so, um, and just going back to what you were saying, um regarding your journey in sex work, and you said that, you know, um navigating, being full service sex worker uh getting back to the security points and just being safe with everything because I know that you know exposing yourself to you know or opening yourself up to services like that also exposes you to you know risks um you know basically beyond your control um but you do have to do your best to try to prevent things like that with that being said, do you really think that you know who's who's really responsible for the safety of the sex worker? I know that you were um you were in the room. Um, or president wanna have that conversation um with be nasty and club on Clubhouse uh regarding, you know, sex worker safety. And uh just who do you think is responsible for that? Um, is it mainly on you as a sex worker because you, you know, decided to go into this realm of work? Uh is it on your clients or, you know, basically the entire industry of sex workers to try to So I'm gonna amend ask the- for a
1: clarifier. Okay. Um do you mean who does the safety fall up like who does the responsibility fall on or Correct. okay cool because I, I was going to go off on a whole other tangent but, um, <laughs> yeah. I always feel like your personal security is your responsibility first and then the chain of command falls from there so if you do not secure yourself if you do not have plan A, B and C set up, you have mm-hmm. no business doing sex work. That goes for if you are a dancer, if you are a bartender, a bottle girl, because I consider them sex workers. They use their sex appeal to make more money.
0: You can sure. you can
1: have skills as a bartender, but girl, if you ain't looking good at that bar, ain't nobody tipping you more than a dollar. <laughs> Period. Um, that that goes for escorts, it goes for um artists, it goes for pole artists. Like, you know, it if you're doing any type of sex work, you always have to make sure that you have some type of plan in action for yourself. I mean, for real, for real, that goes for anybody, not just in sex work, for women, period. Mm-hmm. In, in lifeguarding, they call it the um EAP, emergency action plan for when things go wrong so there's an immediate five steps that you go through and then after those five steps it's case by case about what's going on so your first five steps as a sex worker you need to have vetted your client you need to have a surefire exit from where you are girl know your exits know your windows and your doors shout out to P-Valley
0: okay (laughs) you need to
1: know when the fuck (laughs) it's time to go Do not ignore Mm -hmm. your intuition. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to your body language. Pick up on your, even if you're not a spiritual person, like pick up on the vibes people give you. Because a lot of times people will show you exactly what they're going to do. And you just got to be cognizant. So always have an emergency exit. Always have somebody who knows where you are. I have the the person who knows where I'm at and the person who is in my immediate area. Whoever is the mm-hmm. closest. Those are always the two people who will have where I'm at. Because somebody's gonna be able to call my mama. Exactly. But I need somebody who's gonna be able to get to me. And that's what's important. Because... Help ugh, me the fuck out. Who knows what the police be doing? Who knows what the what the EMTs exactly. be doing? Who knows if, if, if the landlord are gonna be able to get the door open? You never know. So, you always need to have two people, at the very least, who know exactly where you are, who you're with, what car you got in and out of, if you had any substances. Um, mm-hmm. My rule of thumb is do not... Be under the influence. I mean, 420 Friendly is okay if you know how to handle your weed. But don't take any weird substances from people. Don't decide that you want to um, be on some drug discoveries or, oh, right. I, you got shrooms and I want to try them for the first time. That is not the time to be doing that. You came to no provide a person. service and to leave. You want to try some shrooms? Had that man give you some and you try them when you are alone at home with your friends <laughs> in a safe environment. Get somebody in trust. Yes. Definitely. Don't Accept things that you don't want to accept. If they made you a drink and you are uncomfortable, say, I will pour my own drink. Because I don't let people pour me drinks unless you are behind a bar where everyone can see you. Mm-hmm. If we just alone, i pour my own drink. i pour my own troubles. Thank you. Don't... To me, it's safety precautions. Don't let nobody hand you no money. I always make sure my money is accounted for before I start mm-hmm. my sessions. I make sure my money is even. You're not finna short me. You're not finna try and give me the money and then set me up. <laughs> and you're not allowed to have your phone on you after you make sure my money is sent to me because I don't right. want you recording I don't want you sending our location to anyone I don't want you communicating with anyone because I'm not communicating with anyone during your session Right. neither one of us needs to be by our phones until it's over and as soon as it's over you exit that is that Um. it, it depends on the type of session that I'm giving but I have a, a number of protocols for each different session because without boundaries, we fucked up. Aside from that, your safety definitely heavily leans on the person that you're having, um, that you're meeting with. And then outside of that, it's your environment, whoever is in direct control of your environment and then, government at large. But sure. We all know the government don't give a fuck about sex workers. So Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so for real for real it's on you it's always on you. Um it's not a fair life but it is the one that we live. So Sure. Now, let's get into bedding. Um and first
0: let's define bedding. Cuz not everybody here is sex worker, uh, you know. Sex worker Life in the lifestyle, whatever the case, they ain't you know, got the glossary. It. We, right? Okay, <laughs> we got some vanilla listeners. So, um, let's go over betting. What is betting, and what
1: is your betting process? Vetting is just a cute short way to say background check, it's how mm-hmm. you make sure that the person who you are doing business with is who they say they are. Um, if you got the coin, I advise you to use background check sites. Yeah, for me, my vetting process is I need a picture at first. At first basis, I need your photo of face and of body because, like I said, I'm shallow. I don't just take anybody. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to say I have a certain criteria, but um, if you don't pass the picture test, then we probably not going to go further. All money ain't good money. Listen, cause I can't even. We ain't gonna sit here and play the pretend game. Like, dog, come on now. This pussy will get
0: dry. These this mouth ain't going nowhere. Let, let's talk about it. It's this. not. Like, it's no. not. <laughs> you gotta keep it
1: funky with people. Like, if you're not attractive, <laughs> my head game will literally go from a hundred to a calm twenty-three. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get. This is the effort. <laughs> Just cause you threw the bread, bro. <laughs> But um, after that, depending on what type of session you have, I need STD tests. Now in the mm-hmm. current pandemic, I need Corona tests. It needs to be recent because let's face it, um, a lot of people, me included, have not slowed down, are still um, moving around and still traveling, still interacting with people outside. So mm-hmm. I need to know you don't have a sauce, Okay. All right. I did a really great job in 2020 of not catching it. So I feel really blessed because I was traveling from beginning to end. I think yeah. that I went through maybe like a two month period. A solid two month period where I didn't go anywhere. But other than that, mm-hmm. I was out of here.
0: She's out here. I
1: was. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even going to talk about other people because I'm one of them. I wasn't in the clubs. You know. I wasn't had to go buzz, make article, but I did bar bar. have to go make my coin. So, um, yeah. aside from your photo verification and your STD test or your COVID test, then I need you to pay your deposit because I need to make sure you are serious about my money. At the end of the day, I'm not doing the service for free. So, if you do not send your deposit, I know you're not serious. Mm-hmm. I don't do any sessions without deposit first. So you pay your deposit at the time of your inquiry. Once we set your date and your time at the beginning of your session, you send me the rest of my money and then we'll have your session. Uh-huh. That Always point? before, never after. Um, I like to keep things very discreet. So I make certain clients sign non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. But that's just for the nature of what they are doing. Some mm-hmm. people, it's not that important. <laughs> it's really not. But, um, it's like, I'm getting my D like this. It is what it facts. is. But, <laughs> but some people, um, are high profile figures, and I need to be sure that I'm protected as well as you. Because, my girl, if you or anyone else in the press comes after me for a service that I provided to you. And I did not give out this information, nor did you check with me to let me know that the information would be, you know, given. Like we have problems. Yeah, no, we're we're going to court. <laughs> I'm not one of these girls who likes to be on TMZ, the shade room, none of that. You not you're not about to hear about none of that for me. I want to get my money in exactly. Gone. So if my you name is being interested. smoking, it better be in a positive, um, interview esque light. Because if it's not an interview, nobody needs to be talking about it
0: that if it ain't come from the horse's mouth period you don't need to know about period, it poo. <laughs> and that's just where we so at that's where we at that's how it's going to be that's a beautiful but that's great um i like that we're able to get this out there if anybody was curious about this shit look know what the fuck you're doing or get to know what you're doing before you you start um just like i said in the previous episode like Everything isn't for everybody. If you're shy, if you if you're not quite a hundred percent sure, dog, don't don't even worry about it. Like you have to know that this is what you wanna do. Um and that you you wanna make the precautions. Um the necessary steps to keep yourself safe and get your bread correctly, properly. <laughs> don't let nobody play you, bro. We're trying to trying to put y'all on, help y'all out, drop some gems for the street. That's all I got for you. But um, do you believe that there is, like, a a whole or a whole hierarchy? Um, and just for clarification, um, a whole hierarchy would be just saying that there's a rank saying that you're better or um, it's a less degrading form of work if, basically, you don't have to have any physical interactions with your client. Um, so, for example, at the top would be findoms and dominatrixes basically, you know, people that don't have to do much physical interaction to get, you know, their desired um, outcome, and then lower would be, um, you know, full-service sex workers or porn stars, um, content creators, people that actually have to perform sexual acts um, to get their bread or be in the presence of other people to, you know, get their money. Do you
1: believe that, you know, there's a class system for us? So... Of course, it would be naive to say that there is no whole hierarchy, right? Because sure. in a perfect world, we're all created equal. No one in the world is created equal. <laughs> there is mm-hmm. no s- such thing as equity in the world we live in because everybody wants to feel better than the next person. Sure. But sex work is not linear. It's, it's not created equal to me. Because I provide so many services, I feel as though I've always felt that your rank is based on your work ethic. If you do low-class work, then you are the lower class. That's not saying Mm -hmm. if you suck dick, you're the lower class. Somebody got to suck the dick. Okay? (laughs) Martha is at home, not pleasing her nigga. That means he's stressed. That means he's gonna go to work. And he's gonna be mean to people. He's mean to people and he done fucked up these fucking office meetings and now your favorite Pepsi is not in stores because he was pissed off and he made a rash decision and it's all your fault because mm-hmm. you ain't suck no dick. Somebody exactly. To Someone has to do it. I feel like um, people in society think that sexual exclusivity is, uh, it makes you better than other people. If you want to be monogamous Mm -hmm. and you only want to fuck one person for the rest of your life, kudos to you. I'm so happy. But if you want to be out here sucking dick safely, do what you got to do. If you're out here doing sex work for survival, do what you got to do. But be proud about it. My mom always said... You have to mm-hmm. respect the trash man the same way you respect the doctor because he does the best job in his field. Be the best person mm. you can be in whatever field that you're in. And don't let nobody tell you that you're a lower person because of what you do, not in the work mm-hmm. that you do. I look down on <laughs> bitches who say they're content creators and they don't edit their work, they don't double check yeah. their work, they don't crop out dirty diapers in the background. <laughs> yes, I am looking down on you because you don't care.
0: You don't, and it's it's apparent.
1: The the work is always selling a fantasy. The girl who you pay to give you girlfriend experience is cuz she's selling a fantasy of being your dream girl. The girl who mm-hmm. you pay at the club is because you wish your wife was finna dance like that, move that body like a snake my home, but she don't. <laughs> so if they are selling the fantasy correctly, they are the goddesses to me in their, in their mm-hmm. careers, in their fields. Because they make sure it looks good, it's safe, and it's quality. That's, that's the whole that, hierarchy. I mean, that I, makes the rest of us look right, good. That's yeah. the whole hierarchy I aspire to. Um, I don't look down on any, anybody. Um, my sister and I do affirmations in the morning, and one of her affirmations is, is that I am not a hater hoe. I respect mm-hmm. women who are doing their thing in my field. And I do. I love giving kudos to bitches that's out here turning it out. Anytime I see something on the timeline and I'm like, damn, she's beautiful. Or yes, that video was creative. Or the way she sucked that dick, oh, let me learn that, that trick. Like, right. I love giving bitches they flowers. Like, <laughs> respectfully, if bitches upset you, my dad. But <laughs> I, I do. I love giving women their flowers and letting them know that. It's not just the men who appreciate their work. There are women who subscribe to my OnlyFans, and I'm grateful for them. Just like I'm grateful for the dudes. I honestly, feel better when they do it. Yes, <laughs> I feel like you want to see me. We want to yes. be real.
0: <laughs> you want to be real, like girl. Yes, like girl. That video was hot. Girl, you will Thank you. Shit, that made my day. <laughs> um, what? Even with that being said, um, do you think that the whole hi- hierarchy? has made an impact on the way fellow sex workers do support and protect each
1: other. There are so Mm -hmm. many women who get on Clubhouse and they're like, oh, I'm not an OnlyFans girl. Or, I'm not an (laughs) internet hoe. Um, um, The best example of this is when that craze during the pandemic first happened, I think it was either Ruby Rose or somebody. She joined OnlyFans and she made like 50 grand overnight or some shit like that. It probably was way Mm -hmm. more than that. But um, everybody was just like, these Instagram girls are fucking it up for sex workers. I don't think that (laughs) we have to integrate anybody into our field for them to be legit. If you say you're a sex Mm -hmm. worker, then you're a sex worker. And either people are going to be upset because of your um, lack of seriousness in it because you're just in it for the money. But I can't hate on no bitches out here figuring out how to outsmart the system. Mm. I can't. I heard some girl in Clubhouse say, you know, she finessed it. She did a lot of promo for her OnlyFans, and then she went live on her OnlyFans and was just like, yes, I'm so glad all of you guys subscribed. She was not naked. Thank, mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody welcome. had paid all of their money so that they could see her mm-hmm. naked, and she was not. She was clothed, and she made money. Is that a uh, um something that could have longevity? Probably the fuck not, but she got her coin. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I feel like she I feel like quit. it impacts sex work because a lot of women who are passing the judgment are not secure in their own ideals, not secure in their selves. Mm-hmm. But our upbringing, everyone's upbringing, to me from the nineties was kind of the same, but maybe different um, religions. But it was basically have respect for yourself. Um, you know find a good dude get a good job get married have a yeah. family and it's just like when you grow up you realize A they didn't know what the fuck they was doing B our generation mm-hmm. is so woke and I hate to use that term but so woke <laughs> we are so uh, we're information babies and we we yeah. kind of got hit to a lot of different things so And learning all of this new information, especially in sex work, everybody wants to kind of form a rank. There's the high-class hoes or the hoes that we know about Mm -hmm. that everybody got their name in their mouth. There's the middle-class hoes where they got a nice following, but, you know, they're not a high-class ho. And then there's the nobodies. Mm -hmm. I feel like your hierarchy only matters. If you give a fuck what people think. What other people because I feel like <laughs> I have a warped sense of where I am in my career, period. I know that you know I'm a bad boss ass bitch and I'm doing a damn thing, but sometimes I don't feel like anyone knows who I am. And then other times mm-hmm. I'll meet people and they'll be like, Yo, you're Dallas. Yo, you have such a big following. People know who you are. And I'm like, You sure?
0: <laughs> Me? I'm just me yeah I right? just I just be
1: living my truth unapologetically every day I, mm-hmm. I do my shit 24 7 and I feel like the difference in the whole hierarchy is the way you apply the stature because you yeah. can give somebody their props and be like I respect you as a mentor somebody I look up to but you could also use it in the negative connotation and be like bitch I'm above you and you're below me that's very true. We can always, you know, you can always choose light and, you know,
0: uplift. Don't, <laughs> Don't be a hater hoe. Ho. Be, be a, a greater, greater hoe. Ho. Hating hoes ain't happy. Happy hoes ain't hating. Period, period, period. period. I'm a happy hoe. And <laughs> you know, I'm a happy ass hoe. Period. period. Definitely. Um, that, at the end of the day, we just all need to come together. Like you were saying, it's really funny how definitely the 90s babies had to, you know, be the. Pe- I, I was just telling my mom that the other day. Um, We were talking and I was like, it was funny, remember um, my godmother, who was like my great aunt, she was like, Tamara, just be a peach out of reach. And I'm like, oh, I'm out here sucking dick on the internet now. But it's just hilarious. Like, that's what they used to tell me. Like, every time they would see me, you know, just stress the fact that, you know, you need to basically keep your goods to yourself, you know, strive to be the great, you know, be great in school, get a good job after college. Then marry a mm-hmm. good man. It's just like all these pressures on a woman to do all these great things. but Do herself. right and
1: kill everything. And like, oh my god! <laughs> like,
0: can a bitch get a break? <laughs> you can't have no break, and then can't have no break. And then when you become a hoe, you got to be the greatest hoe that you can't be. Because then you do have things like that whole hierarchy where you know you have peers looking up or down on you, or you know looking to you for some kind of I don't know why. I don't know why we we tend to think that we all got the keys because I feel like it's a lot of us as sex workers that are just kind of like navigating it and winging it and figuring it the fuck out, and then you get new people coming and they're like, oh, well, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> I it was just like, myself. our situations, I know our situations are never going to be the same. Like, it's it's so funny. Um, so definitely, you know, we just I feel like we all just need to like uh, at the end of the day come together, love one another. In all that we do, if you hoe or not, you know, just as women in general, we 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 always have the short end of the stick. So, um, it's always important to you know be that that pillar when we can, um, because we all fucking need it for real, for real. Thanks. Now it's a funny discussion. Um, we, you know you hear you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. How do you feel about it's baloney. that? baloney. <laughs> I I always say like my, my
1: sexuality does not define my character. So I think you uh, can't turn a bad you know, bitch just... into a housewife. You can't turn any woman mm, you cannot hair. turn any woman who does not want to be a wife into a housewife. At the end of the day You can't keep anybody That's a can't. fact like it's I think that the saying is funny because um of how many definitions that Ho have have turned into. So the saying mm-hmm. you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, a lot of hoes are housewives. boo Mm -hmm. i think that um any woman who wants to be a homemaker they want to be a partner to someone that is a commitment that is outside of your job and at the end of the day sex work is work it's a job if you would like to step outside your job to be the person your partner needs you to be in order to get married or have a partnership because some people don't traditionally get married they have ceremonies and they do you know vows to their partners that don't have anything to do with the legal system but you Mm -hmm. have to first make that commitment to yourself and your partner it can't be like oh well I'm a sex worker and I happen to find somebody who accepted me I mean nigga they're gonna accept you if you work at CVS yeah, period. <laughs> you was at McDonald's Facts me and, burgers, and they wasn't like Girl you don't deserve toilet. this ring Because my french fries was fucking cold You're a terrible person <laughs> Get the fuck out of here If somebody it's wants to period. love you they're gonna love you And it's not gonna matter what it is that you do for work Your boundaries for your relationship right. Like I tell everyone Your boundaries for your relationship Are boundaries for your relationship And the same as you have a boundary for someone Who is not your partner then you have to respect that your partner says i don't want you fucking other people if y'all agree to that then great those are your boundaries don't cross them mm-hmm. if your partner says you can fuck other people baby if it's for work i have plenty of friends that are in relationships that are sex workers and their partners cheer them exactly. on they're like oh my god baby you sucked that dick so good today i'm so proud of you mm-hmm. my little dirty <laughs> you sweat. dropped that scene yet yeah <laughs> that's my baby when niggas see you they know that's my baby y'all wake y'all dicks every night to my bitch they love, they that. love that we love it here they love it we love we it we love here. it here <laughs> i i want a partner and i'm i'm manifesting that because i'm single um yes, speak it i want a partner okay That's hold up hold, hold up <laughs> a single so wait if you got the coins you
0: know if you got the vibes <laughs> All we need is some good company and some good food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my girl is single and she's a gym. Y'all, y'all heard this whole episode. Come fuck with her. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, you know, I'm I'm manifesting a partner who's just proud to be my partner, to help me grow, yeah. to help each other grow, and that our relationship's main focus is growth as individuals as a unit. I don't want anyone who I feel like I got to teach. I don't want anybody who feels like they're dragging me through the mud to teach me anything. I want it to be an active partnership. I receive that for myself, but at the bare minimum,
0: <laughs> at the very
1: bare minimum, if, if you feel like you come in to be in a relationship with me to take me out the streets, baby, go find another cause. I need a man that is not jealous, that is securing himself, that knows when he goes to sleep at night, I don't have to wonder about my relationship with my woman because it's not dictated based on who she is fucking. Because let's keep it funky. I could be fucking 10 niggas aside from my nigga. And every single one of them niggas going to know my body belongs to my nigga. They're going to feel it. It's going to be in the way that I move my body, that I express my orgasms. Like, that is how... I express my goddessness through 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 my, my body, energy. through my energy. So you already gonna know what's up. I'm a dom. I express my dominance on beta males because you're beneath me and my man. But with an alpha male, with the alpha male that I will be dating, they already know what's up. That's daddy. Don't play with him. Period. <laughs> Don't, you don't play don't with play with him. One. He is not one there, of them. There's nothing
0: but respect for that one exactly. Don't play with Definitely him. he's not ask. one of them <laughs> and I love now that we're able to create the own di- our dynamics of our relationships honestly and truly like it's always been that way in secret but um, definitely, you know, in the 2000s, you just seen, you know, a influx of people doing whatever the fuck they want, right? Period. And I, I just your love best that. So life, it's man, it's not impossible to be a fucking sex worker and be a wife. It's not impossible to be a sex worker and be a girlfriend. It's not impossible to be a sex worker and be a mom. You know, um, these these roles have nothing to do with, like you said, our jobs, our occupations, because at the end of the day, that's what it is. We're just getting a coin. Um, and I we you just have to be able to differentiate, you know, the business <laughs> for in the physical from actual intimate and um emotional interactions with people. Facts. Um, has anyone asked you like if you're looking for your pretty woman moment, like basically one of your your clients to come save you from um your i think my last sentence was pretty it.
1: much um explicit, <laughs> yeah, explanatory just wanna i just want to work i don't mm-hmm. want nobody to come rescue me i don't need rescuing bitch we're not we're not in distress That's first thing. of all <laughs> you're not great of a movie as pretty woman is okay let's keep it real julia roberts is a bad bitch okay. <laughs> but she is also a caucasian woman i am not looking for any man or his money to come save me i don't need a savior okay I have my respective deities and spiritual guides that I respect, but ain't nobody coming to save me but my damn self. I'm not looking for your sovereignty. <laughs> period. 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 <laughs> I'm not looking for your sovereignty. I want you to drain your bank account. Give me every last dollar and cent. I do not want you to save shit but my motherfucking piggy bank. Mm -hmm. I'd rather say spend your money than mine. The answer's (laughs) it.
0: That's that on that. Question for you Dallas before we head out. Um, I'm curating a playlist for all my guests on the podcast. Uh, I just have one question. What's the most sexually explicit song you've ever heard? Ever? Ever. Jesus. (laughs) When you like damn. Cause
1: bitch (laughs) ever. It, I mean, we've gotten nasty over the years. Like, I feel like that I'm in a bathroom, space where my nasty songs are no longer like... um, They're no longer like, baby, let me lay you down because Pretty Ricky was what we all grew up on, right? So, like... Ooh, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Explicit <laughs> to that. For me, the nastiest song I've ever heard is something that makes me feel free and slutty, and like I'm ready to throw my pussy on your face right now. And that song for me right Ooh. now is um, "The Valley" by Miguel, off his Wild Heart. That album. is my. That's my fucking shit. song. I love that. That nigga that says, song. "Put your, oh put your my goodness, in my mouth." Like, yes, like. Mm, that's the song for me.
0: I don't want to fuck like we do it in. Hey! The
1: day. Shout out to shout Miguel. Out to Miguel.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that's a great song. So we're gonna add that too. It's gonna to be called The Mood. Um, I'm asking every guest on Ooh. my show, what is their most <laughs> sexually explicit song? And hopefully by the end of the year I have a hot ass playlist and I'm just gonna get it. You mean the end of
1: 2021? Uh, so oh, because yes, we have four days before we <laughs> this- out of this fuck ass year. We
0: are but 2020, bro. I mean, high key, like and low key. 2020 was a shitty
1: year, but um, I've done some of the it best was shit good. ever this year. I'm about to say I
0: we've we've made some great moves. So honestly, I can't complain too much. But it it's been really rough. Either way you put it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Dallas, for coming to chat with me. You know I love playhouse. you. I'll come back anytime. I love you too, baby. Of course. So, we are coming to the end of our episode, Dallas. It was a pleasure speaking to you, Such a Dave pleasure. You know, I love you. All of your time. Yes, baby. So, um, if you have any socials or anything you want to plug, go ahead and do it. I that am there. Dallas Playhouse
1: on damn near everything. Um, On Instagram, <laughs> I am underscore Dallas Playhouse. On Twitter, I'm Dallas Playhouse. On OnlyFans, I'm Dallas Playhouse. On mini-vids, you can search me for Dallas Playhouse because I don't know how to fucking do that link shit. But um, <laughs> I have a website coming super soon. It should be up and live in February, which I'm so excited about because I'm so, so excited about that. But um, other than that, I that's where you can find me if you need me. Oh, and on Clubhouse, I'm Dallas Playhouse. I be on Clubhouse. I be chatting on Chatty House.
0: She be chatting. Y'all hear her chatting right now. <laughs> but yes and you can follow the podcast at mother's playhouse on Instagram Please. and Twitter. Um listen to us on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Follow us, subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our, you know, episodes and recordings. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at xmotherxx. Thank you guys so much for coming into the playhouse and playing thank you
1: guys. Me.